And welcome back to another episode of This Is Africa. My name is Adama. Hi guys, my name is Tamba. Welcome back, my name is Amiri. What's up, y'all? My name is Lord. And today, guys, we'll be talking about the role African parents play in their child's success, different parenting styles, and whether or not the way African parents have gone about parenting has been more beneficial or detrimental in comparison to other methods of raising children. Not that African parents teach their children in a way that's completely alien to that of others, but there is a label that the parenting styles is more authoritative and less permissive. Um, so to kind of start, I guess let's just go over it generally. Um, today, we will be having several guests coming through into the show and adding their points of views on African parenting styles and how it's impacted and shaped them personally and individually each. Um, so look out when, when that segment comes. It should be definitely interesting and a new thing that we're doing here today. Um, but to start, just to generally give us a description, there are two main types of parenting styles and the other styles fall into them from there. There's an authoritarian style and a permissive parenting style. The authoritarian style is obviously more strict. It expects children to follow more rules. And if you don't follow the rules, there's strict punishment. And then there's permissive, which is just fewer demands from the parent and parents are more fluid and working. They work well or they work more patiently with their, um, with their children. Um, so to start what is parenting to, to you guys? And what are some different parenting styles that we may have come across individually? Hmm. Who want to answer this first? Uh, this is, a, this is a, a sensitive one, let's just say, because, you know, first of all, I just want to take the time on this to say that we want to, we all, I think we're all grateful for the parents we have oh, yeah. and the opportunity they gave us, you know, Definitely. to give up not give up, but to move their whole life from their home country to come here in order to give us a better life. That's like, that's a pretty big deal. And for that alone, we should be thankful. And at least they would think that even mm -hmm. though we didn't choose to come here, you know, that was kind of our choice. But, you know, we're happy today that we're here given where we're from, which is the African continent. And we're all from, three of us are from West Africa and then Amir is from Trinidad and Tobago. So representing the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, in my household, you know, Without getting too personal, I had a bit of both. My father was definitely, you know, the authoritarian one, and my mother was more like the nurturing one. Mm. So I guess I like who I am today, and that was a big part of how they raised me. So I can't really knock away or, you know, although at times it felt like you know, I was by myself and they really didn't really, they weren't empathizing with me, but I think in a lot, in the long run, they knew what would be good for me. You know, they, they knew how to parent, you know, you know what I yeah. mean? So I guess I had a bit of both. My father was a authoritarian, you know, strict, follow the rules, go. My mom, you know, she would be a little more understanding. She would try to communicate with you to yeah. get you to understand yeah. what you did wrong. My father was just like, he let you know, point. yeah, you did it. You did this yeah. wrong. This is not good. And <laughs> keep on going. But I'm thankful for both styles. I, I just, just, I guess like a quick ask, like just to, because from what my understanding, as far as African households go, it's not really good cop, bad cop. A lot of times they're on the same page. Yeah, and, it's, you know, it's not like, okay, I'm going to go ask this person because this person said no. Yeah. That's not really what happens in our households. So what, just, just to be clear, maybe it might be a little different or maybe it really is just that way. Mm -hmm. When you say your mother is more nurturing, it's still authoritative, like still strict. Yeah, yeah, of just course. Yeah, yeah, of course. maybe not 
as intense yeah. as punishments. Yeah, in, in the way she um deli- her delivery was different. Okay, you know that that's what I, I was saying. But I, there were, I mean, in an African household, I don't know how it is in the Caribbean household. Same. But the male figure is basically the head, the head of the house, yeah. and whatever they say goes. That might be a little different in, in America today, and even it may vary in some African families. But w- what my father always had the last word. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean. And that's not to say that my mother's word was invalid, but mm-hmm. you know, when it came to the kids, when it came to me, especially being the first son, my father's whatever yeah, he yeah. said stayed you know and that's kind of how it was and in most african household that i grew up around that's kind of how it was that's at least in mali yeah um i could definitely empathize with that i'll just say my mom's just a little bit more she know i communicate a little bit more than my pops because my pops like you said is like either yes or no with him but my mom's will kind of like explain a little bit more you know but um i just feel like my mother and my father play both like they played their own roles you know in their own way i mean i feel like both of them is assertive in certain ways but they do it in their own way you know but i feel like the same it's the same thing in the caribbean though like what majority i could say majority of caribbean parents are a little bit more assertive um they play authoritarian role like like you said yeah like kind of dictate your future whereas a little bit more americanized parents well my parents moved here too so but when it got a little more, more Americanized, you could see that they try to change it. They got, they got more modernized. Yeah, they got to be a little bit more lenient, yeah. especially to the environment that they are new to and that I am coming into. So, yeah. yeah. But the traditional way of parenting is still there. It's still there, of course. Yep. I know. I know. I saw a mixture of both. I, I, <laughs> I have friends who, their mom was a strict one. Their mom had the, well, yeah, their mom had the last word. Is mom said no and mom said no, so it was more like I don't know. In some of the household that I've seen, it was mom had total control over the house. Mm. Was that in, in what about in your household? If you don't mind, was uh, that my was household? It was a mixture of both, yeah, because yeah. also it, it varies from house to house too. So we, yeah. we, we know we're generalizing a bit, but it, it may vary, it, it depends on what it is. So, like, my dad was more strict when it came to certain things. Or, than my mom, mm. and then my mom was more strict with certain things than my dad. So it's kind of like a mixture of both. Yeah. But yes. I've seen some African household where the mom literally had a was literally the top dog in the house. Not to say that the dad didn't yeah. do anything, but more so of that anything that goes on in the house, the mom was the matriarch. Like she runs the house. The dad runs everything outside the house, mm. but in the house, it was strictly the mom. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna add a little piece to that too. I feel like, um. Well, my parents. I feel like the role my father played was a little bit more structural and disciplined, whereas my my mom she like more was keen on respect. Respect, and you she know? was kind of like the nurturer. You would say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very nurturing. And my mine was similar as well. Yeah. Strut, when it come when it came to discipline, it was definitely my father. My mom disciplined me as well, but. My father, he had to deal with the, a lot of that. And yeah. then when it came to nurturing and stuff like that, it was definitely more yeah. on the mother's side. And that, that seems to like resonate in most African households. That's kind of yeah. how it, it also goes. also depends, though. Yeah, of course. Of course it, no, but also depends on what gender you are. So, for example, mm-hmm. um, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a girl in the household, you have more grace under your dad. Yeah, of course. Of and course. with your mom. Yeah. If you're mm-hmm. a boy in the household, you have more grace with your mom. Your dad, so yeah, we actually like 
And I'm glad you brought it. And I'm glad we have, like, our guests. Some of them are women, so they can speak to that side. Because we speak kind of, like, on the male, male side. So it would be good to get their opinion as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I just thought of this mostly. Um, so w- would you guys say, if you had to sit down and think about it overall, because I know we say we have a mixture of both in every situation, and that's definitely true even for my speaking for myself. I definitely had a mixture of both, and I think through times they were both learning to parent differently in their own mm. individual roles, and, like, it caused them to change up things. My parents have been very vocal to me as well, like, saying, like, yeah, like, we know we've changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, things are different because of X, mm. Y, and Z. Um, and I definitely respect it because I understand, like, their job is hard. Um, but if you had to look at it, do you think that, because there's a stereotype that African Caribbean households, minority households are much more strict and aggressive in the yeah. way they teach. And overall, if you had to generally speak, <laughs> do you think that we fit the stereotype? And in the follow with that, do we think it may be a little misrepresented? Because I feel like sometimes the stereotype, you know, things can get misconstrued or you can stretch it a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it is authoritative and I think it's aggressive, but I think relative like to what goes on outside, I don't think it yeah. may be as aggressive as people really think. Yeah. So do, do, do you feel that way or, or do you feel like we do kind of fall in, in the, do you, do, we, do you think we fit the stereotype or do you think it's misrepresented? Yeah, um, I feel like we fit the stereotype. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but what 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 part of the stereotype? As far as just being um really strict discipline, you know, military style and oh, severe discipline, and, and uh, I know Tekin <laughs> a little bit about this. So I yeah. guess I guess with that laugh, then I guess we do know that we fit in there, um, in the stereotypes. Yeah. If you had to go back and then in your individual lives, if there was anything that you could change. Or if you were completely okay with everything, um, what would those be? I would say they definitely have their reasons for being strict and like dictating your future because we do live in a crazy world where it's like if you slip up in the wrong way, you could fall way off. So I do believe that they do have their reasonings. However, the communicative part in terms of explaining why, don't do this, don't do that, could be a little bit more better, you know? Cause it's like as a child you don't you don't really know anybody you just know not this is wrong this is right, but I just feel like a child being more aware of their actions if they know why what they're doing is wrong and why what they're doing is right. So I think that's one thing I feel like Caribbean African parents don't know how to ex really vocalize and explain to their child what and what not to do. Yeah, and, I, and at the same time to answer your question, I don't think I'll change anything because I mean. I'm alive today. Like, I went through it, and I think I'm on the right path because of them. You know, do I wish that, oh, you know, it was a little less disciplined? Of course, I can say that today from here. And do I wish that, you know, I guess they let me do a little more what I don't want? Yes, of course. But today, I'm fine today. I'm on the right path because of them. And I don't think I'll change anything, you know. I already I have the battle wounds, you know. Yeah. I've been through it, and, yeah. But do, um, do you guys ever, like, conflict with the fact that, like, Say, like, your parents will be like, oh, I don't have to explain this to you. Just do this what I say. Yeah, of course. I mean, like you said, um, they, they, the communication part is lacking. We, we don't get explanations for it. And that, that could be the difference between, you know, an African slash Caribbean household and maybe a Western household, you know? Yeah. We don't get an explanation. It's just, this is bad. You don't do this. You don't question the authority of your parents. And that's kind of how it is. Yeah. And, um... In the United States, if I don't, we've all had friends from different white friends, let's just say, and 
they, their, their parents, they kind of get an explanation for why. They get to kind of not argue, I wouldn't say argue, but they get to discuss a bit more than we do or we had the chance to. As we're getting older now, you can see that now you can kind of... Vocalize your opinion. Yeah, not only vocalize your opinion, but you can discuss with your parents in a way. You know, they, they're a little more willing to listen to you. I, that's, at least that's what I'm finding out as I'm getting older. Yeah, I agree. But when, when at a younger age, it was, no, you can't, yeah. it doesn't matter, like Amir said. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think this is the opposite for some for some people or some people's experiences because they've gone through certain scenarios or certain situations um, in their upbringing where they were going through something and they actually wanted to vocalize it to their to their parents. But they know how their parents are, that they're not as understanding or willing or um, being able to have a listening ear to whatever concerns concerns them. So as they grow up, now they don't vocalize anything that's going on in their personal life with their parents. And the next thing you know, you get the parents asking them, oh, you don't talk to me about what's going on in your life. But back then, when they tried to do so, you were just yeah. trying to leave that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my... my so I was like, I mean, for yours, yes, but it's a different... And I guess to piggyback off of that, I just wanted to, like, just to pose the next question, because I know we talked about success and the way that um, their parenting styles may impact us, because we know that the discipline and the structure and the authoritative style comes from this, the high expectations that they have for success, for your kid to become something and success that they may have, that they put on you, or success that, they, that may be placed on them. And I guess overall, Lord is kind of easing into that conversation a little bit, do we feel like the style is more detrimental to that success? Mm. Do we feel like it's more limiting? Or do we feel like it, it, it leaves as much breathing room as other parenting styles? Um, personally, I would say no. But before I answer, I just want to kind of touch up on what Laura was saying. Um, to my previous point, it was more so in terms of having a say. It wasn't talking about your feelings to your parents. You know, it was kind of... Just have more of a say with your parents. Yeah, them actually too, yeah. opening the ear up to you. So that's what I was alluding to. And also to answer your question, Adama, no, I don't think it was detrimental at all. You know, I think, you know, <laughs> this is kind of funny, but for example, I wanted to be a basketball player. That was a basketball athlete, <laughs> soccer player. Yeah. Maybe, you know, my father saw me playing and was like, yo, this kid really sucks. <laughs> I, he can't play basketball. He's never going to make it to the league. He looked at it, like, statistically. Only 0.2% of Americans make it to the NBA. There's 400 people on a team. Is my son good enough to make this 400-man team? You know, at the time, I definitely thought so. I thought I was the next coming of Kobe, you know? <laughs> but he didn't think that. He was That's like, I saw him play. He might not make it into basketball, so let me kind of push him out of and tell him to focus on his studies. And maybe... His what, was I, it aggressive? Yeah, no, it was just no. You can't play basketball. Like I want to go to practice, no go study. I want to do this, no go study. Dad, can I get this <laughs> new basketball to do this? Oh, Dad, look at this new gear, no go study. Because maybe he saw that this is not what you're gonna be. Yeah. I, 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 maybe Dad had those aspirations too. Maybe our parents wanted to be athletes, and they're like, ah, they know what a good athlete is before we do. Because when you're shooting them threes in your driveway alone or at the courts, <laughs> shooting threes, you think you're the best. They see that. They see, oh, you. We're not putting in the work, for example. I wasn't waking up at 6 a.m. going, trying to play basketball. I wasn't putting in the work. So they saw the effort, and they were like, okay, basketball might not be for him. Soccer might not be for you. And being an athlete is fun now, but you need to do something that's going to ultimately lead you to be able to have a household. 
yeah. always ahead of household income and stuff. So I think they looked at it that way. And today, as I got older, at the time it was definitely annoying. But now that I look at it, you know, I think they Man. made the right choice. Was it strict with that? You know, if they let me find out by myself and I put all my eggs into the basketball basket, maybe I could have made it, sure. But there's also, if I was going to make it, I would have been in the NBA today. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess I think ultimately... A personal drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ultimately, it's up to us. And if we push our parents enough to let us do what we want to do, just prove it to them. And I think that's a big part in the African household. That's what it's about. And also, before I give the mic to the next person, we don't really... They're not really exposed to, I guess, as much opportunities that in Africa yeah. and here. So when in Africa, what they see is, you know, you have to be either a doctor or lawyer, engineer. engineer. That's where the money is. That's where the opportunities yeah. are. Athletes, how many athletes really make it out of Africa before now? Like in my, back, back when we were in high school, which was what, like almost 10 years ago? Let's say freshman year, 10 yeah, years ago, right? Pretty much, yeah. 10 years ago. They had no NBA Africa. They had no, you know, yeah, it was kind of more, they didn't see that. So I think that's maybe that yeah. also played a big role into why they made some of the decisions they made for um, us. Well, my quick question is, but what if you are a person that are putting in the work, you do show a lot of passion in the craft that you do want to do, but you getting pushed back from your parents because they cannot see that vision in that designated field. Like what they align for your path is something totally for what you see for yourself. Like you said, what if they have, um, their vision for you is to be a doctor, um, computer engineer, or a lawyer, but yeah. you see yourself being great at something like sports, some, some in the, something within the arts field, an actor, comedian, mm-hmm. um, or some other professions out there. Uh, some, some, a person that work in tech. Yeah, but, you know? but my thing is, if, if it's up to you. If you want to follow your dreams, you have to follow them. Your parents definitely like, and that's the kind of what the conversation is about. They definitely have a role in that. You know, they, they could be, there could be a difference between a, a kid where their parents support them and a kid where their parents don't support them. But ultimately, it's up to you to push yourself in order to get to that level. You get what mm. I'm saying? So I guess to answer your question, I never had that. You know, I yeah. kind of understood quickly that I was going to make it to the NBA and the window was closing <laughs> when you find out you're not the best in your town or whatever. So I understand, but for some other kids, it may be that, oh, their parents may be dimming their light. Maybe if they supported them, they could have been the next actor. They could have been mm-hmm. the next. So, you know, it really depends. To those parents, I would say, yeah, definitely push your kids to follow their dreams. But at the same time, they have to think about it logically, you know? Which, yeah. is, which is why I feel like for me, it's like, obviously no parenting style is foolproof. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say one is like completely better than the other because they, they like... Kids react differently to different styles. You, you mm-hmm. need to learn your kid. Ultimately, my gen- my answer to it all is that you need to learn your kid. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to figure out what style uh-huh. works best for your kid in order for them to develop. But True. generally speaking, as far as like how, I, like, you know, the, the whole authoritative, that type of style, if I feel like it's more, I think parents will sometimes make those mistakes, but as well, they're human. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's hard sometimes to look at your child and be like, oh, okay, they know what they want. And all right, they have the capacity to get to, like, they have the tools and everything to be able to get to where they need to get to. And it's a tough call, which is why, this is why there's, there's, a, there's a thin balance. I, I think everybody would like to have parents that are both a bit authoritative and a bit permissive, you know, a little balance of both because it, it allows for structure and it allows for, um, you know, for 
leeway for kids to grow and find different things. Mm. But when I think about myself, like I, I wouldn't say I necessarily knew what I wanted to do personally, even like I didn't know what I wanted to do. And with the authoritative structure and that, like that type of aggression, like, oh, all right, you may not know, but we're going to try these different things. You're going to continue to do stuff and eventually you'll find your niche. Mm. Without that style, I don't think I'd be able to be doing even what I'm doing now. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like when it comes to like people who have passions and they have parents who are, you, you have to be hungrier than your parent. Ultimately, yeah. like to TK's point, like your passion has to outshow your, your, your parents' passion for thinking they know what's best for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and that's a battle of life. I think that's something that people have to deal with because there isn't a perfect way to parent. And part of the battle is understanding that they're human and they're trying to do what's best for you. And in that, in those moments, you do have to, hopefully, because not everybody gets it, but you do kind of have to find a way to show that your love for this can can match that energy for, like, you know, that they know what is best for you. And I think that's kind of thing. Yeah. God, I think the opposite of that. <laughs> um, of course you do. I <laughs> know, uh, because, again, I, I, am, I am on TK's point in terms of um, it depends because literally, like, what was the saying? The same hot water that makes the egg hard is what makes the potato soft. So depending on what you're made of, either you're going to look at it being detrimental to you or it actually um, enabling you to be hungrier than your parents, as um, Adama said. But also my thing is that in terms of, in terms of just having, again, I'm a strong believer in having the support of your parents, especially if you want to do something that is outside the norms. Because honestly, there's a thousand ways to get the bag. There's a thousand ways to get money. The only way, the path to success is not only doctor, lawyer, engineer. Because, and I know it's going to sound controversial, but I'm going to say it out there. Sometimes some parents want to live vicariously through their kids of what they can be when they were, when they were young. Mm. And try to impose that onto their kids and let them do things that the kid don't actually want. Going to what Adama said about knowing your kid... <laughs> Sometimes the, the parents don't even have the opportunity to know their kid if they're working 24-7, where you're barely home. So sometimes you wouldn't even know, hey, my child is actually good at this, even though I've not seen it. But then mm -hmm. again, since they haven't seen it, they'll shut it down. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, so it's, again, it's, 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 um, it's very layered and it's very, um, it's very complicated because also no matter what, your parents have an imprint on you too as well. So if you don't have that support, it might put you. It might discourage you to be daring. It might discourage you to actually go for what you want to do in life. It, it might actually discourage you to believe in yourself, to push yourself more than you can do because you have that thought in your head that you're not going to do this, you're not going to do that, or this is stupid. Why are you doing this? Why are you wasting your time on this? Why are you wasting your time on that? Why are you wasting your time on this? But the thing is that there's so many opportunities out there for you to um. For, for for you to tap into, you just have to, the, um, some parents have to just realize that my child has the aptitude to do this. Because again, going to what Adama said. But, no, but they, no, they no. believe in us. They, it's not like they don't believe in us. They believe Sometimes. in us. No, some, some of them don't. <laughs> it's, it's, if, yeah, if yes. I have to be honest, like they will not believe until they see it realized. Then they're like, oh, my child. Okay, yeah. But then when your child like was that. going through the struggle or the process, 
you were talking to your friend saying that X, Y, and Z is not doing nothing with their lives. <laughs> yeah, it's real. Okay, bro. so let me let, can I say this one thing? Like, because when we talk about the the big three that your parents kind of want you to become, right? In their minds, they're thinking those are the three hardest things to do out in this world. Those are the three things that will bring you the most success most and most money. Yeah. Everything else is now they're thinking that, like they're thinking everything else is lesser than. Correct? In their brain, they're thinking that any other field is less than those three big three. Maybe other than becoming president of the United... President of anything, honestly. And then, <laughs> no, you know, CEO. That's but, not lawyer, doctor. No, 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 no. But that's something that, that's what you understand. I'm talking about from their perspective. When we talk about... Too. Not all of them, bro. To, to, to TK's point about like parents not understanding every single opportunity and avenue that's out there, I think we, we can all agree that parents are not as... They're not as privy the, the world is to the, the amount of opportunities that may exist out there. And I, I think that like that's something that needs to be taken into account because again, like I, like the big three to them is as as hard as it can be. So when you when we talk about believing in somebody, they do believe in you. They believe you can do the hardest things on the planet, the hardest positions in jobs. They think you can hold those positions, and they think that you're wasting your time when you're doing things that don't fall into those brackets. Like go to your point about saying no, your kid. If you know that your child is not that good at math, or your child does not like to be around sick people, do not push them in there. Yeah, but. That's the thing. But what so, about the parent that thinks you can learn? You can figure it out. How do you tell them that in five years that. you won't become an excellent mathematician? How, you can't how, even predict how, that. How do you know in when you're in elementary school or you know high school that you don't even know what you want to do? <laughs> so just because you don't, yeah. But not, then now you're at an age where you're becoming, or you finally yeah, realize right now. What what uh, at our age of twenty three, yes, we can do that, and those pressures are still on there. But now, what I'm saying is, we have more of a say now. But when you're younger. When they, they try to take out, you know, it's kind of like shaking a tree and a bad apples fall. So they're shaking your opportunities. Imagine that being a tree. And the things you, you're not going to stick on are going to fall off you. you nah, I feel like some, some kids who have African parenting really know what they want to do off the back. Okay, it's, it's like, possible. I have a friend of mine. Well, he's not African. Um, he's Asian. He wanted to be the sh- a chef off the back. Okay, okay. And his parents wasn't with it. Yeah, that, that, They're see, like, a chef? Are you serious? But he was so adamant about it, and even though he didn't have the support that he needed, which actually, like, messed with him a little bit. I'm not even going to lie to you. Of course. Now he works for Nobu. Yeah, so, yeah, that's you see, he, that's what I was saying. He, it was up to him. Yeah, he but prevailed. the thing is that, like, it was demoralizing, though. Absolutely. Because it's not like you just came out the other side, as you said, you got your battle scars. Yeah. But the thing is that, like, now, praying or hoping that you don't do the same thing that your parents did to you, to your own children. Definitely. You know? I definitely agree with that. That's a good point. Shall, shall, we, shall we start getting people on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. Now, um, guys, we're going to have our first guest come on to the show um, and talk about how they feel about um, the theory that aggressive parenting is more detrimental than helpful and how African parents tend to be accused of this type of parenting style. Um, and if their parents fall under this description and have the way that they've been parented been personally more beneficial or detrimental. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to get them on right oh, now, so you know, let's see. Our first guest on the show, guys, is pretty exciting. Yeah, this is exciting. You know, well, you can continue on your point if you want until the person comes in as well. Yeah, I, my main point is that understanding the child's aptitude or their natural inclination for whatever they're going to be successful at, that's the most important thing. Because I recently watched a podcast. You already know my favorite podcast is um, I Am Athlete. 
And they just had a season finale Lord. with uh, Dion. We have Deion somebody. Sanders. We have the person in. <laughs> Hello. Hey, what's up? What's up? Hey, Mo. What's up? What's up? Oh, it's Swaggy Mo. Why is it like that? How you doing today, sir? Boy, I am I'm doing amazing. How's it going? Good, good, good. good. Um, well, hello. Today we have our first guest. This is our friend Mo. He's a personal friend. We all went to school with him. Um, Mo, would you like to introduce yourself? We know you go by a special nickname. Yes, yes. My name is Mohammed Bai, a.k.a. Swaggy underscore Mo, a.k.a. Yes, the African. So you can just pick between those three, whichever one you want to. Of course, oh, of course. Not my answer. <laughs> <laughs> we love to hear it. I know we have. We know you have a lot going on in your life, Mo. But what, what you want to tell us? Something that you may be dealing with? Something interesting going on in your life right now? Uh, so for right now, my main thing is um, just working on my business. I do personal training. Yeah. I do online coaching and also just working on my modeling and trying to build that up as much as I possibly can. That deserves oh. a clap, man. Good, good. <laughs> Follow your dreams, man. <laughs> Shout out to you, my boy. <laughs> so I know we, 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 we called you, obviously, before we let you know what the topic of today's conversation might be. Um, but just to like pose the question out to you so the audience can hear us asking you as well. Um, as you know, there's this theory that like aggressive parenting can be a little more hurtful than helpful. Um, and we know that African parents tend to be accused of this a whole lot more than other parenting. Um, do you feel like your parents fall under this description and have the way that they've parented you been more beneficial or detrimental because of it? I feel as though um, they do, but then they don't, in, in a sense. Mm, you got the mix. Uh, meaning that, yes, aggressive in a sense that they are all about, you know, make sure you focus on your schooling, make sure you, you know, do the things that you want to do, make sure you just, you know, just, just go full force and, and anything that you put your mind onto or anything that you feel like you want to, for sure. Um, but also I feel like it could be bad or it could be, um, you know, one of the, one of the things that I, that I feel like I look down upon when it comes to African parents and all that style of parenting is just the fact that you feel like you cannot really talk to, to them as much as you want to. Mm. You know, as a young kid, as a young, especially black man in America, you know, when you're in America, it doesn't matter if you're from Africa or whatever. I feel like we we kind of face the same trials and tribulations and stuff, and I feel like just having your parent there for you to be able to talk to and digress, um, you know, with some of the stuff that you might be going through is, is definitely essential, and I know that, you know, when your parents are really, really strict, you know, you tend to not really open up as much because you are constantly thinking that they will be judging you on, on you know, some of the things that you might be going through. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely hear that. I think there's there's a big thing that needs to be said about the balance, I guess, in parenting mm -hmm. and that it's not just right. one part of it that you need, not just the, oh, yeah, we'll put you in the school, give you the right things. Also, is my kid mentally OK? Is my kid right. waking up all right and ready to do things? And I, I, I definitely hear you. I've, <laughs> I definitely can't say much more about that. That's definitely a fire point. Do you feel like personally, though, like, because we know you're definitely still active. I think you would say, like, do you, I know maybe you're saying now that you have to deal with your mental health more so personally rather than, like, with your parents. But would you say that the way overall your parents have been has been more beneficial or more uh, like hurtful? I feel like okay. I feel like with my parents, with my parents, I, I really think it's been more beneficial on my case. Yeah. You know, um, I feel like my my dad is very um, 
open, open-minded, I should say. And uh, I feel like one of the things that I probably was not as open to them as much because I understood or like listening to my other friends who might be from an African descent, um, some of the things that they might be going through and I kind of just held back, you know? So I was living uh, my life through other people's experiences, you know, mm-hmm. even though my dad would constantly tell me to really, you know, express myself on how I feel or, or things that are going on with my life. But I tell to just tend to just kind of like just close up and never really, you know, open up because, you know, there's this stigma that, you know, African parents are very judgmental. African parents are this, African parents are that. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of had this same, uh, this same image and I kind of like tainted my parents with it, with it you know, and, and I feel like that definitely impacted, you know, some of the, the, the relationship that I had, especially with my dad um, mm-hmm. while I was in high school or throughout college because he felt like I wasn't really, you know, opening up to him or I was just kind of like just closed off and never really was regarding him for anything. And he thought that, um, you know, it was a sign of me, you know, not really wanting to include it in, in, in my life. When in reality, I was just living off of other people's fear, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we totally definitely hear that anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, Mo, Mo Bundles, Mo, Mo, Mo. Uh, it's Lord right here. Um, so quick question. My so, um, so the, the, the path that you're going for, the, the endeavors that you're embarking on, do you believe that your parents fully understand what you're doing? I feel like they are now starting to understand a bit, um, but before they weren't really understanding as much, you know. So my my dad, um, I, I remember I remember this vividly because like it was it was yesterday, but this was probably like about ten, eleven years ago, easily. That I I always been really into fitness, you know. And I remember I once asked him, I'm like, hey, um, you know, let me, can you, can I get a, a membership to Planet Fitness? And I remember he was like, oh, um, you know, I brought you to this country for you to, you know, go to school and not be over here going to gym, 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 gym. <laughs> and when I think back to it, that, that statement really impacted me a lot. And I felt like it kind of delayed my journey in terms of me really like putting full force in terms of what I truly felt like is is my calling. You know, I love helping people to live, you know, their healthiest life they possibly can. And, you know, so, you know, I feel like that statement kind of like just helped me back a lot. But ultimately, once I started really going into, going in depth in terms of me getting my certifications and stuff like that, I definitely saw a shift in terms of how he reacted towards what I was doing. And, you know, um, I also model as well. So even, you know, I, you know, was published on a billboard in Times Square and stuff like that. So all of those, I feel like, you know, are, are some of the things that anyone who models would, would look at as a big, big achievement. And, you know, so seeing that, I feel like they definitely took me a bit more serious. But now that I am, um, you know, certified and I'm working in my field and doing the things that I love and, you know, being able to, to take care of my bills and, you know, whatever, you know, extra change I have to be able to help them out a lot where, you know, I feel like it's, it's definitely very, very important. And also I feel like one of the things that was, was really very important was me being able to communicate how I was feeling. You know, I know I'm rambling a lot, but oh. I remember one day I was speaking to my dad and he asked me, he's like, yo, uh, if you were to, you know, do it over again, would you do, would you go through the same path that you did? And I remember I, I almost got, offended in a sense and and i i that question was really i feel like i was waiting to be asked that question for a long time because mm. i really 
I really, I really answered that question in a way that like I never spoke like that before with so much passion. I'm just like, yes, I would do it all over again, 100%. Because it's, it's something about being your own boss and being able to really, to really build some sort of a, a, of a, of a, you know, generational wealth. You know, it's all gonna start with me. You know, I'm the first person in my family to graduate. Mm-hmm. I'm the first person in my family to, yeah, to have an LLC. I'm the first person in my family to do all of these things. And it's just like, uh, I get it, you know, it, it is, as Africans, we tend to want to play it safe all the time, but I'm not in the place of playing it safe anymore. And one of the things that the pandemic taught me is, you know, if, if life is going to come at you, life is going to come at you anyway. So you might as well, you know, go for it and follow your dreams and do what, what you feel like God, you know, really give you talent. And that, is, to me, is really being able to communicate with people, being able to really help people get you know, to, to, to where they want to be in terms of the health goals and also being able to tell a story through images and, and video and especially in my YouTube channel as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely heard that one. Um, you know, obviously, we appreciate, we appreciate you coming in and definitely giving us insight. We appreciate you opening up and giving us that close look into how you feel and that relationship you have with your family and that type of dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. You know that we know where to reach you and we'd love to keep on talking to you, but... How would the people get to reach you and learn a little bit more about you and how much you love to help people and stuff like that? Oh, yes, yes. You can follow me on Instagram at swaggy underscore mo. Or my other Instagram, my fitness channel is, my fitness Instagram is the Fit African No Space. And I also have a YouTube channel where I talk about entrepreneurship and mental health and, and you know, first generation, you know, to, you know, open a business and things, all of those different things. But it's real swaggy mo. Um, no space on YouTube. Saying thank that, you, thank you, thank Mo. you, my boy. Thank you know we love you. Swaggy Mo, <laughs> we'll be love in touch. that too, man. I, I definitely, definitely want to just say shout out to y'all, man. I, I, I'm really, you know, grateful that y'all really, you know, um, sharing. I feel like y'all, y'all are really doing the thing that is that needed to be done, man. So I'm, I'm really proud of y'all, and I'm here anytime, any topic. Just let me know, and I'll get up. Of course, brother. Thank of course, you, thank you, thank you, much love. <laughs> Well, that was that was very interesting, you know. Yeah, interesting to hear. Yeah. Can, can I just elaborate on what? Yeah, go ahead, man. Um, While we get our next guest, I'll in. just say, yeah, because um, first of all, what Mo said was very, very eloquent. Because at the end of the day, and he even brought something that I was also thinking about, and he just touched upon it a little bit. The path that we want to go on, outside the conventions of success, which is lawyer, doctor, engineer, is that. Look, we're trying to do this for the family, too, as well. Yep. It's not like we're doing it for our own selfish interest. Yeah, of he said this. I was the first person in my family to get an LLC. Like, bro, at the end of the day, <laughs> we're doing it for the family, too. Of course, yeah. yes, it's our own path. But at the end of the day, it benefits the family name. Yeah. You dig? So I it's like, that also is something that we're also grinding for and fighting for. Yes, it's for our future, but also the legacy of the family as well. I definitely hear that. I, I feel like yeah. the parents also thinking they, you know, that 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 pressure of like, all right, did I do a good job in making sure yeah. that you have all the tools to su- to succeed? You know what I'm saying, or to success the family name. Also, to add a quick point to that too, I feel like the parents, I feel like the parents too have a pressure of. I mean, I'm sorry to cut you up, but our right, next caller is in. I mean, Hello? how are you? How are you? Hey, how are you? Good, good. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. All right, perfect. I mean, would you like to introduce yourself really quickly? So my name is Aminata. Aminata Sanate. I'm Senegalese, and uh, I'm living in New York. 
Nice, nice, nice. Uh, Perfect. Can you tell us something interesting about you? I know something, you know, very powerful happened to you recently that doesn't happen to most families. Would you like to <laughs> announce that? Yes, I am a recent graduate. I just graduated from Bussy College. Yeah, you class. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, I mean, thank you very much for joining us today in this conversation. Obviously, we spoke to you a little before to kind of tell you what we're going to speak mm-hmm. about. So I'm just going to reiterate the question so our audience knows about it as well. So the okay. question is, goes as this. Um, there, there's a theory that aggressive parenting is more detrimental than helpful. You know, African parents tend to be accused of this type of parenting style. Um, mm-hmm. So do you think that your parents fall under the, this description and have the way they've parented you been more beneficial or detrimental? So I'm going to start off by saying that my parents are very open-minded. Mm. My dad is a diplomat. He has been in um, 36 countries and I alone have lived in eight countries. Wow. So um, I did my whole childhood in uh, Senegal. Uh-huh. And um, I'm going to say that Africans way of parenting is the result of uh, slavery. Okay. Mm-hmm. Big points, big so, points. So, like, the way um, we were thinking, for example, schooling, and um, it's all related to, like, colonization and slavery. So our ancestors, uh, they learned from uh, Europeans, and um, I feel like that's the, the result of it. Like, we are uh, living again like what we were taught before. Mm, okay, so you okay. think that level of like aggression and that level of of discipline and and that comes from that level just trying to keep up with the intensity of what was in slavery ultimately yes i do i definitely I do believe that, that because you know um because even discipline schools. and everything would cut up yeah we hear you what did yeah, the, oh, I, I, I was just saying that, like, because I definitely, because even in, like, school systems in Africa, a lot of the, the school system, the way they discipline in school is reflective. It's like a community discipline. You know, everybody's exactly. in it. Yeah. Exactly. And if you see, like, it, it does make sense. Like, that's exactly the way they were treating us. So we just continue, like, the, the way of, uh, that way of living. So if you are African and then you um, get out of that sector of, like, uh, I don't know, like violence, for example, my parents. So I can say that my mom was uh, violent when at the beginning of like her parenting mm. because uh, she only lived in Africa and that's what is normal. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you have to spank, you have to like hit. That's what is normal. But it's when they started to travel that they saw that like the difference of uh, living that you don't have to... But, do to like um hit your child to make you your point mm-hmm. so i have a brother and another brother i have two brothers little brothers so they didn't experience like my parents um impression oh. i was the only one okay and it's interesting that you bring up that you have siblings that are males as well do you think that mm-hmm. the style that you were handled by your parents was different from your male siblings because that's also we see there's a difference in african society yeah, that the way. Is, like to be to be real like african style is very misogynistic so we are like everything is related to gender like the way you are developed is also related to gender 
uh, at the beginning, not on not um, all girls was at school. Like a girl being at school wasn't like a mandatory thing. It's not your job to be at school. But for a male, it's different. But that's not the story. So for me, it um, it is because I was the like the the firstborn. Have we lost Aminata? Nope. Yeah, yeah, we hear you. You're back. Yeah. So the, the difference was because um, I was the firstborn. But I do feel like they they are like very open-minded. My parents are very open-minded, and it's, it's due to their traveling uh, history. Nice, nice. And then I have one last question for you before mm-hmm. we let you go. Can you blame them for being limited? You know, in the variety of their parenting style, can you can, is the parent are the parents the ones to be blamed for this? Because you brought up a point that, um, like the, the the amount of methods that are open to them. Like you see how you said that your mother learned over time. She started saying that oh, I maybe don't have to beat her him this many times or for this or for this reason. Mm-hmm. I can just do this and do these different things now. Now I'm learning. Hey, like for, yeah. I guess for me it like brings because I'm I'm a big a big proponent that parents are just as human as us and they're learning just as much as we are. So uh-huh. for me, it's like, can we really blame them for having limited, you know, like a, a limited amount of style shown to them on how to parent? Like there aren't big textbooks in Africa or like, you know, saying that, oh, this is the parenting one-on-one while your mother is like six weeks pregnant and stuff like that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah. so can we blame them I, for I that? Agree. I Like I do not blame them for that because that's, what they learned and that like it was learned, it was taught to them very aggressively so they had to respond to that only um method of uh, teaching and i am going to be real because it's kind of like um effective because when you use aggression uh, people like you have more chances of uh, getting your friend across so for example like africa like we don't even speak our own languages to um to do business or anything okay. so like the fact that they use violence to teach us, I think it was very effective in that way, but it's not ethical. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Wouldn't you say that also just the changing also came with age as well? Because I remember when I was younger, definitely my parents were more strict or were more aggressive in their parenting. But the older yes, I got, I, then they dialed back on that big time. So would you also yeah, think that age also plays a huge factor? Yes, I I agree, um, because me too. Like I I agree that when I got older, like everything has changed. But I think it's normal, like because you're not um, educating a child no more. Like it's an adult. The child is an adult now. Like I feel like at some point you have to stop the uh, screaming and the toxicity. Oh, I mean, thank you. Thank you so much. Do you have any last comments you would like to add? Yeah, I mean, I love, I heard your uh, podcast and I just finished my listening to one of them and I feel like it's really interesting and I love what you do. So keep continuing doing it. Oh, thank you. Thank we you so appreciate much. We appreciate that. And we hope to have you on more often. You know, we're going to start calling people in. I hope you you invite me more often. Definitely. Too. Definitely. I mean, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, guys, yeah, that was...
That was a good one as well. Yeah, so just even to um, elaborate more on what Aminata said, which, again, very well said, in terms of how they learn things from um, colonial <coughs> era and slavery era, too. But I also think that culture, too, is a big, a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, as she was talking about in terms of, I don't want to misquote her, but she said that, like, African parents is very, um, parenting is, like, very, like, sexist. It can be misogynistic, yeah, which is cultural as well because in most African cultural culture, like the men are usually usually run things or usually are the are the patriarch of of everything. Yeah, like it's very male dominated, so that culture also permeates into into parenting as well. Because I can only imagine what she goes through on a daily basis, not only being the oldest child. Or the oldest child who's a female. Yeah. That's like double trouble right there. Double but, trouble. But one thing that um, she 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 said, which was very, very important, which is also has a big impact on just the parenting style, is what her parents do for a living and the exposure that she has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most African parents live what her I'm, parents do. I'm sorry, again, I'm going to have to cut you off. We have our last person coming <laughs> in. Hello, Shekinah, can you hear us? I can hear you guys, yeah. Shekinah, Shekinah, welcome, Hello. welcome. Um, Hi. Just a quick, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit to our audience and maybe tell us where you're calling from because you're calling from a very special place. All right, um, I'm Shekinah. Um, I live in London, UK. I am Ghana and yeah. Say that again? I am Ghanaian by heritage. Oh, you're Ghanaian. To say, yeah, yeah, we'll give you a clap for that. We'll give you a clap for that. Yo, yo, or Ghana, oh my goodness, Shekinah. We would like to thank you very much for joining. Um, of course, we kind of told you we sent you the question prior so you can prepare for this question. I'm just gonna reiterate it so our audience knows as well. You know, sorry for being repetitive, but. You know, basically to sum it up, there's a theory that aggressive parenting is more, you know, detrimental than helpful and that African parents tend to be accusative of this type of parenting. Do you think your parents fall under the, this description and have their way of parenting been beneficial to you or detrimental? It's really a mix for me. I feel like my mom probably falls under that category, but my dad was in only because my dad was born and raised in in the UK. My dad was adopted by white parents. So he's like he he wasn't really brought up in that environment. But my mom most definitely was on the theory that um, aggressive parenting is that is brave that comes from the African style. Right. So would you brain. would you say they were, you know, detrimental or you know, was it beneficial? Because you say it's a mixture of both so do you mind elaborating um, this a bit more? I'll say it's beneficial. Um, I'll say it's been beneficial because I'm at a good place right now in in my life, and I think that that stems from the way that I grew up. Mm-hmm. It's detrimental because, like, the, I don't know how to explain it. I like it's like there's so there's so much pressure on you and don't want to feel like you are disappointing your parents because that's that's 
that's the worst feeling to ever have, especially for an African parent. Like, don't want them to feel like they have done nothing for, the, for like their whole life. They've brought you up just like, like just like yeah. I because I, I most definitely hear you when you say the because the, we now we hear like the success level no matter how or where our parents come from however it is we're African the success level is there like the pressure to be successful is there um, yeah. but I think the one thing that because we had two other callers as well and then we have obviously us four sitting here the one thing we've noticed is that the more I guess exposed our parents come become to yeah. society the more modernized they become and over time they yeah. become more lenient and stuff like that and I know that you you from what it sounds like, you, your family is fairly diverse with your father being adopted by a white family. So you can like use some yeah. he's obviously raised differently a little bit. Um, and I know you have African friends. So when you look at your friends, when you look at yourself and you see maybe like the differences that you guys have experienced, do you notice a difference in the way that the parenting styles between no, your parents and others, other your friends, no, maybe? No, definitely. I'm very grateful that my parents allowed me at, at, at a very young age to like explore my interests and stuff because I have some friends who are like stuck they feel like they like they um they feel very stuck and they feel like they're living their life just like just just to see their parents. Yeah. And it's hard to look, but they just wanna make them happy. But I'm happy that my parents let me it like they let me venture out and i've come to the decision of what i want to do and they and they're fine with it and i'm fine with it but yeah that yeah, sounds perfect it's definitely i think i've been able to see a difference in other people compared to, compared to me all right um uh, my Ghanaian sister i have a qu- i have a question for you um so yeah. th- this right here i want you to this is a guilty or not guilty but um it has a two-part to it so um guilty or guilty are african parents either guilty or not guilty of comparing you to your overly successful cousin? If guilty. so, why do you think they do that? And what's the point of it? Guilty. Guilty. African parents care about other African parents' opinions. You can say it louder for that? the people why? in the back. Why, why is that? Literally, they care about other African parents' opinions. So they'll compare you to every and anyone. That's literally what it is. It just... <laughs> It's very annoying, but it's a fire pool and they're stuck in it. And it's going to take time for them to like come out of it. I, I, I also think that it's, it's also like a generational thing. Our generation, we we are more open to stuff. They aren't. They are. They 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 literally care about how how um other people see them and how they are themselves. And it's very damaging that. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I, I know. So one of my friends told me that sometimes African parents create unwanted enemies for their children in terms of, let's say, for example, my parents were comparing me to Tamba, right? <laughs> Saying that, why can't you be more like Tamba? Tamba getting good grades, Tamba this, <laughs> Tamba that. Look at Tamba do something with his life. Now, I resent Tamba. Not because of what he did to me. But more so of how my parents make me feel about myself because of him. So, not to Tomba's knowledge, but I don't like him, but he don't know about that. So, that's what one of my friends was talking to me about, like, creating unwanted enemies for your children. Because it's like, that comparison thing, I don't know what's the point of it. 
whether it's supposed to be a good thing or a, a, a thing of encouragement, but I feel like you're it, doing more harm it, than good with that. It's apparently meant to mo- it's meant to quote quote motivate you, but it only makes you jealous. Like, it doesn't motivate you in any type of way. Oh well, Shakina, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. We wish we could have a little more time with you, calling all the way from the UK. I know the time, it's late right there, so thank you for staying up. Um, Do you have any last words to say, or maybe where they can reach you, where they can find you on your socials, Um, in the UK? (laughs) (laughs) Um, My socials, I don't really use my socials, so I guess I'll just leave on the night. Like, thank you for having me. All right. Oh, perfect, perfect. Thank you very much for joining. Um, we'll definitely, you know, be bringing you a lot more. We're going to start doing these calls with people a lot more and for people to voice their opinion on this podcast. And hopefully you will come back again. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Shekinah. Bye. Hey. Well, I mean, as you can see, somebody all the way from the UK is having the same problem from us in America. So this problem is worldwide. <laughs> Second of all, Laura, I just want to pick a bone. If you hate me, you should have told me off the air. Don't tell me on the air. You know what I mean? Like, well, 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 first of all, crazy if you never got to know you until, what, graduation? <laughs> yeah. It's <all> good. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good. Well, um, you have experienced that before, right? No, yeah, definitely. definitely. like, oh, why can't you be more like Kwame? Kwame's doing that. Like, like, yeah, we ha- I mean, we had great why, guests today. They, they really you know? went in, especially Mo. And Aminata's points, Aminata bringing it all back to, you know, that's kind of how we were brought up. And I kind of, yeah. that plays into a point that we were saying earlier that kind of, it's it's outside of their, um, it's what they see, what they're exposed to. And that's how they try to yeah. educate us. And yeah, that's why sometimes too. we may feel that they're strict. But the more they're exposed to other things, just like us, the more they we learn. get exposed, the more they're yeah. and stuff like that. Um, also, too, just to add a quick point, point before we uh, close up. Um, I also feel like too our parents deal with the pressure of you could say if they grew up in a village or in a very small town or in an environment where it's very community based, they deal with the pressure of their child putting representing them. You know, so like say if like my mom she grew up in a very small village and um you could say Trinidad, you know, like she's dealing with the pressure of that village rep knowing that she had to raise children that are successful because it's like we are bringing resources and pride to that whole community. So I think that's a very thing to take in consideration too. But yeah. But yeah, most definitely. I think we definitely see that um, parents, like I said, are just as human as us. They're growing, they're learning. Um, But again, we all need to hold ourselves accountable. They obviously need to be held accountable. And it is good that we can have these conversations and see what people can do better on all different sides of it especially as far as um our community goes because we want to reach different levels and we be more successful and be competitive so but yeah it was a great episode we had guests come in try something for the first time super exciting yeah. um the, the background noise is kind of when the mics were too close to the speaker it kind of went out but yeah you know, bear with us this was our first time bringing in guests and Thank you very, thank you guys very much for listening. And let us know if you like you like these. If you like people coming in and voicing their opinion, you know, mm-hmm. our goal is in the future to kind of you know when we have a political conversation to bring in you know professionals that would love to talk. You know, of course with them it's a little harder to get them on the phone, but we're <laughs> definitely working on it. Yeah, most definitely. If you guys want to catch us, catch us at t.i.a underscore pod on Instagram, tia underscore pod on Twitter, and this is Africa on Facebook. We appreciate you guys coming in for another episode of This Is Africa. Thank you. Pick them one by one.
me bust my gun. Causing us like a long python. Gunfire in 911.